Happy Monday, friends! Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Booze. Today we're going to talk about five mistakes that you might be making in your alcohol sobriety journey. My hope is that you will recognize what is tripping you up, find solutions to do instead so that you can have greater success in your sobriety journey. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Welcome to episode four of Beyond the Booze. If you haven't yet, please go on to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star written review. I would so appreciate that if this podcast helps you in any way. Um, So let's just dive into it. So I was going for a walk this week and I've been like fasting and trying to like just gain clarity so I can really hear God. Um, Like I did a three day social media fast and every time I wanted to like reach for my phone, I prayed instead. And so I've really been just trying to hear from God and hear what he wants me to tell you guys. Um, First of all, I know that he wants to tell me that, I'm sorry, tell you that. That he loves you, that he's proud of you, and he sees what you're trying to do. And even though today we're going to talk about mistakes, it's no mistake that you're listening to this episode right now. And I believe that God wants to help you overcome this battle because through your obedience of quitting alcohol, he's going to bless you and he's going to bless you and bless others and there's just there's just a blessing on the other side of this and that's what I kept hearing this morning was just that there's a blessing on the other side of your obedience so I just hope that encourages you to continue to walk this out continue to walk out your faith God got your back girl or boy um (laughs) anyways let's go ahead and dive into my five points today so the first mistake that you might be making is you're trying to do it all on your own strength that for me was the biggest biggest lesson that i've continued to have to learn is to to not rely on my own strength um when it comes to sobriety um because you know life hits and you you know, you become depleted. So if you're relying on your own strength, it's super easy to just go back. Um, and you know, the enemy tempts you when you're at your weakest. So, so yeah, that is tip. That is the mistake. Number one is you're trying to do it on your own strength. I actually have a couple scriptures that, 
um, that I kind of lean on when it comes to this. And I'm just always reminded about, (laughs) especially if I've relapsed. So the first one is Zechariah 4.6. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So yeah, he's saying not by your might or your power, but by his spirit, um, he's going to help you, you know, overcome this. And then Galatians 3.3. This one's kind of funny. The Bible's can be brash sometimes, but so it says Galatians 3, 3, are you so foolish after beginning by means of the spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? So he's like, basically, you know, you started your faith journey by the spirit, not by the flesh, but now you're trying to finish this race. Like God's calling you to quit drinking, but you're trying to do it on your own instead of letting him empower you. And that's, that's like one of the biggest things. Again, this is number one for a reason. You know, we really have to pray for God to help us with this. Like we really have to surrender this struggle to him. And, you know, I think that it makes sense why it's also like number one in the AA community. I think number one step is we realize that we were powerless over alcohol. Um, and, recognizing that is actually you know really powerful because then you can surrender it to God and rely on him and and then he gets the glory because you know if we were able to do it on our own like that doesn't glorify God at all like that doesn't show how powerful he is at all (laughs) um that shows how powerful we are and um you know we are powerful because we have God's spirit but um, I do think that he wants to fight this battle for you. And so that's why you can't do it all on your own strength. So mistake number two is you have no accountability. Um, meaning not like someone's checking in on you and like, hey, have you drank today? It's more so like no one knows that you are trying to quit. <laughs> that That's a big mistake because then people are going to continue offering if they don't know that you're trying to quit. And if on that particular day you're feeling weak and you actually kind of do want to drink or do want to partake in whatever advice you have, it's going to be really easy to say yes if no one knows that you are actually trying to quit. You know, you really have to let people know what you're intending to do. Um, It's kind of like if you're on a a diet and no one knows that you're dieting they're gonna still offer you pizza they're gonna offer you you know cake whatever um it helps when you let other people know what you're trying to do um and you never know it might encourage them to you know start something that they know that they need to start that's hard as well and uh, going along with the accountability you know you could always join AA or you could join um, just like some other type of 12-step group or you know hire a therapist a substance abuse counselor but some type of community that provides some accountability I think is super helpful because not only are you getting that accountability you're also like walking alongside people who are trying to do the same thing as you so I think that that can be super helpful 
Um, number three is mistake number three is that you have no boundaries and this word can be kind of confusing it's like what are boundaries <laughs> um, but specifically I'm talking about you have no boundaries around your triggers so for example for me being around people who are drunk is triggering for me it um, I don't know why <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why, but it's triggering. It makes me want to use some sort of substance uh, to calm that anxiety and whatever emotions are coming up. Um, so I, for me, I had to kind of set a boundary around that. Like, you know, if people are having a few drinks, like I, I can stand to be around that. Um, but once they get to the point where they're, you know, like having more than a few or their words are slurring, that kind of thing like I I just can't really I don't want to be around that like it there's nothing good that's really gonna happen that um, from that situation like you're not gonna have super meaningful conversations and if you do they aren't gonna remember them so I just I just don't think it's worth it um, but yeah so that's a boundary I have is like just not being around people that are drunk um, and so yeah, I think you got to recognize like what are your triggers? Figure that out and then creating like a boundary around that. And so boundaries, just a little tidbit about that. Boundaries aren't something like where you tell someone else what to do. Like if you're going to drink, you can't be around me or if you're going to drink, uh you need to go somewhere else. Boundaries are about you and you protecting your peace. And so you need to it, it all falls on you. It's not you telling someone else what to do. It's you taking responsibility for yourself and doing something. Um, and like I said, maybe that's leaving the room. Maybe that's leaving um, the house. Maybe that's leaving, not going to a party that you know that people are going to be drinking a lot at. Um, I know that one's really hard because... Often in the beginning of our sobriety journey, most of our friends are still drinking and everybody's on a different journey, so they might not plan to quit ever, you know. But you matter, your sobriety matters, what God's calling you to do matters, and so you need to protect yourself by having boundaries. Another boundary you may need to have if the people you live with still keep alcohol in the house you may need to buy a lock or a safe to ask them to put it in while you're in the house or while you're around so that you won't be tempted to use it um, so that's another boundary you can set and that one's kind of challenging but you know you definitely have to take responsibility for your own sobriety all right so number four god kind of just like gave me this one and it was mistake number four is secret sins. And so that might be something, I, I don't know why God gave me this one, but that's one that God gave me uh, to share with you guys was just secret sins was the word I heard. So yeah, like I think if you are holding on to a sin that no one knows about, um, I think it would be really wise to talk to someone about it, um, someone that you really, really trust that um, is a Christian, 
that maybe even a therapist, like I had to do that recently. Like I just had, I've had something that's, you know, I've struggled with for many, 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 many years and never talked to anyone about it. And I finally talked to my therapist about it. And basically she told me I was normal. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so that was like super helpful to just get that off my plate, you know, to get that out of my systems. It's it's almost like the enemy uses that sin that you're hiding um, to keep you stuck. And so I, I think that's really important, you know, like I've heard it said that addiction thrives in secrecy. It thrives in shame and self-pity. Um, so... Yeah, like if you're feeling shameful about a secret sin that you have been carrying, I highly suggest talking to someone. And I did find a verse that goes along with this and I just wanted to share it. It's because it's not necessary, I I don't believe, to confess your sins to someone else. You know, I understand like not wanting to, but I can tell you from personal experience, there's so much freedom from confession Um, And I I definitely want you to have that full freedom. So anyways, James 5, I'm sorry, James 5, 15 through 16 says, And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And mistake number five that you might be making in your sobriety journey is you have one foot in and one foot out, meaning you have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. And so you're just kind of standing at the door. You're not in, you're, you know, feeling guilty by trying to live the world's way and then you're feeling guilty because you're not living God's way. So you're just kind of stuck in the middle. like, And you just really need to step out of the world and step fully into God's kingdom. Without over-spiritualizing this, I think practically this means that you're trying to still... The mistake that you might be making is you're still trying to live life the world's way. You know, you're still trying to party on Friday nights, boozy brunches on... Saturdays, church on Sunday, guilt sets in that morning or the weekend. And so you're still just trying to live life the way you did before. And, you know, like things are going to just have to change. Like your life is going to have to change. So, you know, instead of Saturday morning going to brunch, maybe you still go to brunch, but maybe you go work out first and then you go to brunch with a friend, you know, and you don't drink because you just worked out and <laughs> that just doesn't make a lot of sense. And then maybe Friday nights you don't go out anymore like that. Maybe you're like me and I know this sounds super lame, but I used to go to the grocery store on Friday nights <laughs> because I was so cool. <laughs> but no really because nobody's at the grocery store and you know, if you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle, you got to go grocery shopping and I don't want to do it over the weekend because that's too time consuming. <sighs> Anyways, Um, I do have another scripture that goes with that. You know, I really like this one. It's uh, from Revelation. The word is like 
alive and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit. Uh, that's Hebrews 4.12. But it is there to sharpen you and to equip you. And so sometimes the truth is hard to hear, but I really like this one. So this revelation is coming. Um, this passage is from Jesus. And he's saying it to the church at Laodicea. And the cool thing about this is because Jesus rebukes the church, but then he offers them like a reward for being victorious. Um, so yeah, it's Revelation three fifteen through 22. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one. Or the other. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, so that you can become rich, and white clothes to wear, so you can cover your shameful nakedness and solve to put on your eyes so that you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So I wanted to share a little bit of the commentary on this section of the scripture that I found. It says, Laodicea was known for its great wealth, but Christ told the Laodiceans to buy their gold from him, real spiritual treasures. The city was proud of its cloth and dyeing industries, but Christ told them to go purchase white clothes from him, his righteousness. Laodicea prided itself on its precious eye salve that healed many eye that healed many eye problems, but Christ told them to get medicine from him to heal their eyes so that they could see the truth. Christ was showing the Laodiceans that true value was not in material possessions, but in a right relationship with God. Their possessions and achievements were valueless compared to the everlasting future of Christ's kingdom. And on that note, we are done with the episode. So just a recap, um, the five mistakes you might be making is one, you're trying to do it all on your own. Two, you have no accountability. Three, you have no boundaries. Four, you have secret sins that you need to confess. And five, you have one foot in and one foot out. I hope that this um, episode gave you some tools to try so that you're not continuing to make these mistakes. So your homework for this episode is to recognize which one of these mistakes you're making um, or if you've realized that you're making a different mistake, recognize what that is, figure out what you can do instead, and I want you to take action on that in the next week. You know, by Sunday, 
I want you to have made a plan and done something to to correct this mistake, okay? <laughs> and that's it for today, guys. I hope this episode blessed you and leave me a review if you haven't already. Also, I just started a Facebook group for the Beyond the Booze podcast. Uh, the link should be in the show notes, but connect with me in there, join the Facebook group, and it might be a little empty right now, but eventually there's there'll be some other people who are walking the same journey as you and hopefully can provide some accountability and spur you on towards love and good deeds. Talk to you guys next week. Bye now.